the laptop is back. The laptop <laughs> is back. There were so many things in this episode that really drew me back to previous series. And I know, obviously, you've got like the Jackie Laverty connection and the Tony Gates and everything, but just really small things. Like, as soon as you got that laptop out, I'd completely forgotten about like you know when they everyone lost their shit didn't they when the they thought ted was the person inputting you know like was the other person on the other end does that make sense do you remember that i'd completely forgotten about that but now it's back you're in control now you well all under control now that's what that's what this says i said you're in control now but it says or it said you all under control oh. now and you would be joe davison right oh and then it was unknown user dot 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 because they're typing so you know okay all under control now i'm not sure how we're going to start recapping this because there is so much going on at the beginning i nearly said to you can we pause and go back i don't know who they're going on about who is deborah Devereaux, and what does she have to do with anything i have I don't no know idea how either we, how we got to that so do, deborah do you... Devereaux, i think deborah Devereaux is the witness to the pub fight that we saw at the start of the episode who... what's the pub fight? so there was an argument in the pub between the chiz mm. the long-haired guy yeah and she had then they were they were indicating it was carl banks Right, because they're trying to find a connection between those two. But she indicated that it was Terry. Because it was someone someone who was learning disabled. Well, she didn't say she said someone different, yes. did she? And then there was this whole thing. Yeah, okay. I get that, but I don't know where this fight in the pub came from. This was mentioned earlier that it, the, the Chiz had been having an argument in a pub before oh, he was found. Right, now, yes. This was now a couple that, of weeks ago. Yeah. See, this is like the first three minutes, isn't it? And yeah. I was confused... But it's the beauty of the show is that I love the fact that I've got to try and keep up with it. So anyway, yeah, you've got Deborah, who is a very unconvincing witness. <laughs> I nearly said to you, this she's a really bad actress. <laughs> yes. Because she was, because what she was saying all around that about saying, oh, he was different and they would do the different, different and they play around with that. Yeah. Just didn't ring true. There was this, there was this really sort of, the, there was a line afterwards where she saw, she was almost like apologising for using in like inappropriate language, but mm. it just didn't ring right what she was the way she was saying it, didn't ring true. Yeah, and I I thought oh that's quite clunky acting, but clearly it's really good acting because it's her acting, acting really badly. well that really bad yeah all of yeah. that. So anyway, she pops in and fake dot takes her statement. She indicates that it's Terry, so they bring Terry in for questioning and Terry refuses to answer questions and then comes out with the other guy, he did it. Because, first of all, Ryan is trying is beforehand, the, the PC, is yeah. saying, oh, he uses the word mate, and I'm still your best mate. And Which is what this. he did last season when yeah. he was cuckooing, as we now yeah, know. Yeah, we now know what cuckooing <laughs> means. <laughs> Having seen it from series one, we now have the full term. Yes. So, yeah, so it, it, I found that interview really difficult to watch. I felt there was so much in there about how you interview uh, vulnerable suspects. And it goes and back to Brendan. Uh, Brendan from Making a Murderer. Yeah, you said that a couple of episodes ago, didn't you? Yeah. You said that you really felt that there was a. When, when you watch things in real life where people who clearly need a lot more support and who perhaps 
aren't able to follow the the way that the police are putting things across to them. It's a very clinical way of speaking. Actually, yeah. I found that Clay, 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 Kate put my teeth in did a really good job in being a good police officer mm. in coming back and taking what Joe was saying and putting it in language that is understandable. Because what Joe was saying, I was like, God, I would find that really difficult to follow this clinical, I would call them witness A, I would do this. And Kate was doing a really good job in making sure that the person across the table knew what was being asked of them. But it's difficult, it is really difficult to watch. Absolutely. And then, which leads us to the big action set piece of the week. Terry's being driven to a safe location by... Lisa. Lisa. Did we did we know Lisa from we before? We barely knew ye. <laughs> oh. Uh, with Ryan in the back. Yeah. Never, Ryan. Never let him sit behind you in the car. Ryan says, oh yeah, we've changed the route home just to, just to mix it up a bit. Past the dark, cold <laughs> reservoir with no street lights and no witnesses. Lisa wasn't a detective, was she? <laughs> no, but I said, and I, you know what, neither am I, because when he asked for the window to be wound down, I was like, what's going to happen? I knew something was going to happen. I didn't know what was going to happen. But what's but, go- yeah. Why does he need the window down? That was the thing. I was like, hmm. is some is that like a signal to someone, was my first port of call. Like, he's going to signal that this is the police car, that they're going to... You know, like in previous series, they've stopped cars and they've dragged people out and then yes. he might have been beaten up. Yeah. And that would have been his cover story. Mm. And then they've taken Terry and we don't know where Terry's gone. I had no idea that the car would end up in the reservoir. Nor that Lisa would like die when she pops back up again. <laughs> like one of those barrels from Jaws. <laughs> you know, and she pops back up and you're like, yeah, she's alive. Right, great. And then you see Kate in the disc. Kate, who's being the best police officer ever. This, yeah. this episode is a really good Kate episode, I think. She's following him along, doing a like proper undercover officer. I'm going to check on what's going on here, and I she sees them in the water. Yes, and I honestly thought, oh, she's seen him, and maybe he'll get away with saying oh, I was like wrangling with her, and but I didn't think he would kill her. Well, I think that was that was going to be the case. It has to yeah. be, I suppose, in hindsight. Ties in with a thing we missed, mistakes we knew we were making last week. Oh yes, yeah, we missed, and it was. Probably more an Easter egg in the background, but Kate was looking up about Ryan on her PC. Uh, mm. Thanks to Dave for uh, fan of the show for uh, <laughs> tagging us into uh, websites showing showing this information. I mean, for me, it's not that big a deal because who hasn't Googled a new coworker? <laughs> we all do it. New colleague comes along. Yeah, quick look. That name's going in Google where straight the, away. Where where they're from? Yeah. What's the background? Find them on LinkedIn. See what they've been doing. <laughs> see. Look, Quick scan through the Facebook profile. Hope it's not too locked down. I'm sharing a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, it, it was all over um, Twitter, wasn't it? After the after the event that people have been screenshotting, um, Kate being the best AC12 officer who's not in AC12 at the moment. Yeah. So yeah, she she was on to Ryan, and she's absolutely on to him now. Mm. It's just a shame that she was stuck, you know, indicating. For so long, <laughs> it's always the way. Needs to be more aggressive. It's like you. Get, I know. It's like you pulling out in I the was morning. Just, that. <laughs> just, just do it. Just do it. It's fine. Put the blues and twos on. <laughs> I was thinking that as well, but then of course, you like, don't want to alert. You want to alert him. And then Terry pops up as well, and because I thought, oh well, Terry's gone. That's it. But he's got to eliminate Lisa because she knows that he caused the incident. Yes. But when Terry pops up. 
I thought, oh wow, you know, he, and he is too late by this point because mm. Kate's there. She's called it in. He he. We know that Terry won't necessarily come out with, oh, he's trying to drown me, and you could still. He was asleep, wasn't he? So I suppose he doesn't. He doesn't know what know happened. That his in inverted commas best mate has caused this accident. He probably thinks that he's saved him. Do you think when he says the other guy he did it, he's talking mm. about Ryan? I I genuinely don't know. I at one point I thought we were mishearing. You know how Mercurio likes to pull the wool over our eyes and with the whole H thing and dot doing the numbers and with his hands. I'm, Still I'm not doing, that. doing more scored man's now, which is really bad. Um, that I thought he might have said like Ian did it or something like that. Rather, I thought I was mishearing, but I don't think that's the case. I just I'm so like into it now. It's like, Buckle's first act- name, Ian. Well, that's what I was thinking. I don't think that. I'm, and that's where I thought the connection. But I, I think that's think too much has, of a stretch. I don't think it has the fact that Buckles is going around with golf clubs Oops. over his shoulders <laughs> is just. I mean, it's proper buying into. I kind of hope he next fan, week, you next know. week he's in plus fours and a little <laughs> tennis shanter cap. <laughs> Carrying, carrying some clubs over his shoulder. With maybe Dot's face on the on the actual, you know, the club bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I've just I've, I've lost. I haven't got a good caddy. Car's not working, so I've got this little golf cart just to drive me around. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, poor Terry. He's proper in the wars at the moment, isn't he? People have been taking mm. over his flat for years. He's had a dead body in his freezer, and now is in inverted commas best mates trying to drown him. So Kate goes to AC twelve. Yes. Um, awkward reunion with Ted. <laughs> yeah, and I was still hoping, clinging on to the the idea that he was gonna go right, Kate. What yes. what have you been doing? You know, sort of like as if she definitely was undercover. But I'm losing, I'm losing <sighs> that thread now. I, I don't think she is undercover anymore. I don't know. I think there's still some looks that indicate that there's still some well, connection like some there. Nods and yeah, some, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's it's hanging by a thread for me now. I think. Do you know, I do think is up to no good. And this well, is something that everyone has said apart from us. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think it's Chloe? Yeah. Because she, she's too good. Did you see her looming in the background when well, Steve was... I did, but I thought that was indicative of that thing where someone comes back into a, like the job they used to be in, you're the new person, and you can see the relationship between your co-worker and their previous you know and i thought it was more of a looming oh i wish i was i wish i had the relationship with steve that kate has sort of thing that's what i saw it as okay you know especially the thing about oh i really want a takeaway and i was sort of thinking that she was just sat in the back going you never asked me for a takeaway not in like a romantic way more in a like really good mates that work together yeah okay that's yeah um i think it was more pointed than that okay interesting but, yeah. i didn't pick up on that at all but she is i mean she's so good and i don't feel that she's getting any real time with like steve to create a like like a relationship you know like to a working relationship or with ted she just mm. seems to sort of be there all the time but we're not really getting to know anything about her I'm still saying she's dead by the end of episode well, four. exactly absolutely mm. i thought the scene where kate comes back into ac12 was really beautifully rendered there was this lovely feel of when you return to a place that's meant like a great deal to you and there's there's often those workplaces where you have moved on but you've got so many memories 
of like really good times of late nights and like you know Steve says getting the takeaway and zooming off and being you know going off this way and that way and just that real sense of coming back somewhere that's meant a great deal to you and reliving that just for a moment and thinking oh you know what could have been I thought acting of of all three of them but in particular Vicky McClure was just really beautiful and mm. very subtle that bit where she's just in the lift and she's you know going down in the lift and I really felt that sense of returning somewhere yeah. and then leaving again mm. okay yeah but I thought it was really yeah, really done. I, I totally agree I mean it it's beautifully pitched and it's just at the right level um anyway moving on because we've got mm, so much yeah, to cover yeah, go. um so Steve has the fastest database known to man or filing system and managed to pick out a file which is Ryan's young picture. <laughs> it's the, the best scene. We, we turned to each other, didn't we, and said, um, this is for the people who maybe haven't been following it with quite the, you know, the, maybe they've just popped into series series six. Yeah. Or they've missed out a few because you have Ryan's biggest picture known to mankind with everything that he's ever done yes. on the screen. But also then... Tony Gates, Lenny James, this yeah. picture pops up with the stamp of deceased over the top, just to remind you that he's dead. <sighs> Went off to do The Walking Dead, didn't they? Well, yeah, and uh, say, now, you know, amazing writer of Save Me and Save Me Too. Of course, yeah. This plot... So, Kate interviews Ryan... It's you can tell that he's lying. It's yeah, just this all seems a bit too convenient covering. at the minute. Okay. And as she's interviewing him, we get Joe looking through the window. We get shots of like looking at buckles through the window. But the upshot of this is, uh, Ryan is commended for his role in saving Terry. They do an investigation into the witness and find that she previously worked with Buckles. She was previously investigated by Buckles and there was some background there. She has a connection. Buckles is then, we don't see anything in between this, but Buckles is then turned into AC-12 in handcuffs. Because it, it, she does a, Joe does a turn where she then says to Kate, because Kate's found all of this out. Yes. She then says to Kate, that's why I've brought you on board. I'm mm. trying to root out corruption, essentially. I've been on the buckles from the start. He, he he did the CCTV thing wrong, didn't he, at the beginning? Not CCTV, but, you know, the, when they're doing surveillance, that's it. Yeah, he did it. He, he did the wrong type of surveillance. Yeah. He did something else wrong that I can't remember. And now this has happened. And then they say that they find the missing files, the Gail Vella files, in his car as well. But we never see that. Yeah. Um. So then he's handed in... and. Typically, at this point, we would see an interview, an AC12 interview of Buckles. But when I looked at the clock and it was like it was 5-2, I'm thinking there's no way we're getting an interview here. I wonder if that's next week. Mm. Is it six episodes, this? You know what? I don't know. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. Because there's a hell of a lot left to left to happen, isn't there? And it's it's not... I think Buckles might have something to do with something. But this isn't him. Because yeah. then you're getting... Seven episodes. Oh, the so seven. Because yeah. um, those fleeting... Sorry, not fleeting. Those lingering. It's completely opposite of fleeting. Those lingering shots of Joe being in her house, doing the lock-up. Yeah. You know, getting the getting the big lock. Yes. And I notice now she's also got um, camera cameras next to the locks as well. Mm. And so you can see outside. And sitting in that 
house slash flat with the beautiful blue paint, which I would really like to have in this house. Um, so she's sitting there looking out into the distance and then looking at her laptop as well. Sending an iron to Ted. <laughs> yeah. Stroke. H. <laughs> Stroke. Any of the superiors that told Ted off this episode. That was the other thing as well. Um, they said Buckles had brought Pilkington in. So maybe there is something there. Yeah, maybe he said he was a family it, friend. I just don't know how she... How she... I just don't get it. I don't get how she sort of... That's the whole point. I just don't know how she gets into... What is she doing? Where? Why does she fit in? I just don't know. Do you know? Do you, have you got... Well, no, obviously I, you don't know. No, I don't... Know. Yes, yeah. But yeah. Hi, my any, real name is Jed. And, uh, do you have any ideas? No, I don't... I feel if I theorise something, it's only going to be disproved in a couple mm. of weeks anyway. So yeah, mm. I think she, I think she is going far too deep. I, th- I think she is good at heart, but I think she's going far too deep within playing the system. Mm. So she has an in in the OCG. That 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 would be mm. my theory if I had to pick it now. She's been played out too much to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. She, she's, at one point, you see her look really quite distressed when you find out that Farida has had her wrist broken yeah. in prison. Which we'll come to. Yeah. Um, and there is, there is, there's not a steeliness. You can really see that she sort of feels aggrieved by this, that something that she ne- might not have necessarily made that happen that was yes. my take on it did you think that yeah. the same thing yeah I think she clearly has feelings for Frida despite throwing her under the bus and we mm. suspect planting some mobile phones I, mean, I thought last year that who was the one that Ted was intimate with oh um, Jill I thought yeah I thought Jill was too obvious Jill Bigelow yeah Jill Bigelow Jill Bigelow. <laughs> Amazing how I can remember stuff like this, and yet not what we need from the shop. <laughs> Jill Bigelow, AC12 Jiggler. <laughs> I thought it was way too obvious last season that Jill was in on the. It was. Well, she was. She was just. Yeah. yeah. She was a baddie from the start, wasn't she? And yeah, she was. So, um, although not important enough that the OCG would respond to her. Her message. Yeah. She did not um, get a response to her urgent exit required. required. Sad times for Jill. She didn't also, get a text from Dave. She ends up in the end in a really, like, should we really, doesn't she get like a battered old car and she goes and lives in, they essentially set it up that she's she's gone from someone who's got a lot of money and is probably living the high life to someone who isn't and she's she's set up somewhere else. So she is still around. She doesn't go to prison. She does a oh, deal. Okay. So you kind of see her going into sort of like mm. a quite a tired flat. Mm. Can we talk about the occurrences within AC12? Yeah, go on. So, Steph calls Ted again and reports that Steve was popping pills round her house like there's no tomorrow. Well, we don't hear her say that. No, but that's... I mean, that that's what happened because she admits to it later on. Yeah, but you don't hear her put it in that way. I think, no. she, I think she's saying, look, I'm just a bit worried about yeah, it. Yeah, she's concerned for mm. Steve. Ted orders a number of drug tests around the department. See, I didn't think that was him. I, But obviously then that is what the show is telling us. That is, yeah. You know, he, Steve knows Ted, doesn't he? Because he then says, 
how the gaffers arranged the drug testing and that came as a surprise to me I'm really naive and I was just like oh look AC9 are doing random drugs testing yeah Steve goes to visit Steph confronts her about this conversation realises who has let on and it does turn into a bit of a very special episode of He-Man where she talks about the dangers of drugs and I wondered where you were going with that yeah so I suppose you remember He-Man cartoon does he have a cat he does but it goes into battle but at the very end he will like after everything's tied up he will address the audience and talk about the dangers of drugs and how you need to stay away from them does he do that in every episode pretty much yeah 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 one of the one of the characters will address the audience directly not just about drugs though no not about drugs like bullying or you need to listen to your parents if you get lost yeah so that's at the end of every episode, just right. a moral thing. It's quite common in 80s there, cartoons. You said it was, it was like a drug message at the end of every He-Man. I was like, I'm sure I don't remember that. Drugs. Right, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Green Jill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just say no. Just say no. I think Steve is still concerned about where this BT Sport subscription's coming from. <laughs> yeah. Questions are about the businesses she invested in. Something about hairdressers. Yeah, ask Chloe to investigate their joint account. Chloe comes back with something that he fa- that she finds. Yeah, and there's something in there, isn't there? So Steve visits again, and should we say gets seduced? I think it was very well done, actually. So she clearly likes him. Yes, he clearly reminds her of her husband who died. Yeah, it's been eighteen months on. All I can see is the board with the letters in the background that I think someone will have taken. And there'll be a message in there, won't there? Someone, I was looking someone at right it as now well. is yeah. on Twitter trying to decode the messages with the little magnetised alphabet. <laughs> but, you know, you, she's got the two girls who you don't see. And that's... Ted equals H. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and she's lonely. She's, oh, I mean, welcome to my life. She's got one of those clothes horses with, like, the clothes just in the background all the time because there's nowhere to put it. I really was worried about where you were going with that. (laughs) (laughs) Awful confessions. (laughs) Just close horses. Where do you put them? Mm. Um, So, yeah, when when Steve comes around for, like, the third time or something like that and she sees a lot of her ex-husband in him, I can totally get why she would say, look, you haven't got a girlfriend, I am lonely, let's go upstairs, sort of thing. Bring your drink with you is what she says. And then I think it's a really lovely scene afterwards that they're just having a cuddle, essentially. Yes. And he's sort of saying it's okay to not have sex. And actually then he goes into the confession about the drugs and about how that's affected him physically. Yeah. So I think it's really beautifully done, actually. Really subtly done. Yeah, I get the feeling the vaccine might not be the only Pfizer uh, medication that Steve's looking into this week. Oh, poor Steve. We shouldn't make light of things like that. There is help out there for for him, which oh, is very oh, well good. Done, well yes. done. There you go. This is serious space, my God. But yeah, the, and the, that is a side effect of um, addiction. Yeah. Of all, of all kinds. And you can see later on, he's trying to utilize alcohol instead of the medicated the medication. But then also, he then combines the medication with the alcohol, which is like it's just no, doubling down. No, no, no. To be fair, it's only Bud Light. <laughs> 
it wasn't. It was a bottle of red wine. Just a bottle of red wine and a couple of cans of Bud Light, which don't I think count. There were two bottles of wine. I've never tried the English version. The American version's awful. Oh, Bud Light. Okay. I thought someone was giving me watered down beer when I was in Florida, and uh, <laughs> it was just Bud Light. What I liked about Steve was, you know, he's he's about to leave the house. He's sort of creeping out the house the next morning. And he's had this lovely moment with Steph, where they've sort of, she sort of confessed. She doesn't really want a romantic relationship. She just she's lonely and yes. she still loves her husband who's dead. Um, she just and, wants a cuddle time. Yeah, she just wants a cuddle. And then he's talked about his addiction to the drugs and and why that came about and he got back injury. And then he's about to leave the house and you're like, come on, Steve, come on, like you're a police officer. You, you've got, you've got your gloves in your pocket. Yeah. He's got his blue gloves. You've got to have a little look around the house and then either find... preempt either pre preempted he was going to do this mm-hmm. or he's in some weird shit. <laughs> he came prepared with his rubber yeah. gloves, but yeah, he goes up in the loft. In the loft. I mean, that takes some doing. He's not just like sneaking around the kitchen cupboards. It's not wrong with his back. <laughs> he can climb <laughs> he's up that ladder. Up those ladders. Yeah. Nothing wrong with him. Um, and obviously finds the wadge of wadge of cash that um, Ted gave to Steph or we're led to believe that Ted gave to Steph at the end of the last series because we see him walking towards her with a big wadge yes. of cash so yeah but at the end of the episode we see another drugs test has been called yeah and he can't get away from this one and Chloe mm. makes some sort of offhand comments about the druggies and you know sort of really you could see he's that really catches him yeah <sighs> so what is going to happen to Steve and I mean, I don't know what happens just generally, because if it's prescribed medication, surely that's okay. Well, that's what I understand. I mean, it depends on the level. It's indicated that he's taking more than his prescribed mm. amount. And maybe if he hasn't declared it, that he's on X amount of medication, because often you have to declare things, you know, like, do you have a heart problem? Do you, do you have epilepsy? Do you, you know, and you tick all the boxes and you have to say what medication you're taking. And, I mean, the, the name of these painkillers are shown on screen and I assume that they are sort of heavy-duty painkillers that could mm. affect your, your thinking. And, mm. yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And he's, he, you know, he's taking large amounts of them. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's not Steve. A I know, I know. I was about to say it's not a paracetamol, but actually paracetamol. You know, you now have to, if you buy so many, or you're only allowed to buy so many in the supermarket or whatever, and there's like, you've got to get someone to come over and check that you're over a certain age. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's, I, think <laughs> I don't it's, know why I'm going down this path. I think it's if you path. do any, uh, any, yeah. any um, amount. Mm. There is another plot point that involves Gail Vella's tips. I think this is a plot that certainly the BBC podcast keeps on going down. That Gail Vella, the actress that they choose to, uh, that they've hired for her, mm. is called Andy Ursa. And they keep on saying, if you are hiring that actress, you don't just have her do a few tips in the background. Yeah, and I totally get that. And I know there was someone who was like a friend of Andy Osho who was on the the BBC podcast that you're talking about who is Craig Parkinson's um hosting it at the moment so obsessed with line of duty on, yeah it was on Sarah being... Millican on yeah. the first episode who and says oh she's my mate she's and, my uh... mate so but I think they are utilizing her quite a lot I think they're utilizing her in terms of flashback but on not necessarily flashback but yes they're showing you video footage of her nearly like you know a couple it's not just like they show it once every other episode. They're showing it every episode and quite a few times throughout the episode as well. She had more to so, do than Dot Junior. Yeah, I know Dot Junior's not really done much, has he? But do you think he's just an in-joke rather than 
part. I really of, hope so. Because no one's talking about like, oh, he's in on it, or he, you know, he's just sort of there and yeah. Every time he comes on, I just smile because he sounds so much. Just wait till like he's Craig reading Parkinson. golfing today next yeah. week, and uh... <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. Actually, I don't think he's just a nice. I'm hoping he's just a nice police officer. <laughs> That's it. Anything else? Yeah, we need to talk about Farida. Okay, and uh... so Farida is called for an interview because they feel she has more to say about Joe. She is picked up in the prison. They say, "Oh, look, we need to turn around. We need to put some." handcuffs on you and all you hear is oh oh that's a good yeah <laughs> it was a bit um you might not have watched this but i used to watch it late at night with my grandma um cell block h prisoner cell block h it really reminded me of that so it reminds me of uh either prison break mm-hmm. or remember bad girls yes i do yeah yeah itv drama bad girls yes it was like their flagship drama um many moons ago Probably the same time that Footballers' Wives was on. It launched a lot of people's careers as well. Yeah, like Deborah Stevenson from mm-hmm. Hull. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I'm poor for Rita. She's not going to cooperate anymore, is she? It seems unlikely. She's been... I think she's been warned now. Yeah, that's... Mm, I don't think she's coming back. Mm. With her, Unless she comes back in, like, purposefully with, like, a cast round her. Okay, you think that's her being written out of this? Not written out, I think it might just be calling an an end to that. You know, I don't think they're going to get any more out of her unless they really, really try. And it doesn't seem like they're going to go back there. Yeah. We've got a bit of a Mexican standoff at the minute, don't we? Between? Between everyone. Mm -hmm. No one trusts anyone. Ted Mm -hmm. doesn't trust Steve. Steve knows that Ted doesn't trust Steve. I think Ted does trust him, but I think Steve's not sure what's going on with Steph and Ted. Yeah. Kate doesn't trust Joe. Mm. Joe doesn't trust Kate. Mm-hmm. All this. Neither of them trust Buckles and have thrown him under a bus. Thrown him under yeah. a bus. There is no way that sticks. Unless that there is a huge. Well, I mean, they're not going to find the big bad in episode three of the yeah. season, are they? I don't know where this goes now. I, Buckles, I just can't see. I, unless they just think, oh, well, that's it, that's done. Mm. And Kate thinks that's it, that's done. But I don't think that's the case. We've still got the Pilkington connection. We've still got Terry in the mix, in play. He's not, you know, yeah. he's not gone. I think next episode, things are going to really, really come together. I just get the feeling we're building to something big here. Can I make a prediction? Mm. Kate dies in the next episode. Oh, no. That was going to be my prediction. I was actually going to start the podcast off by going, Kate's going to die. Kate's going to... We're totally building to that, aren't we? We're building in the way that Jed does because he builds... He did it with Dot where they build up this beginning of a romance mm-hmm. and then one of them dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now doing it again and she made the joke about, oh, yeah, if you've got short hair. Yeah. 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 And the... Um, the whole thing of her coming back into AC12 and Hastings giving her the nod and it feels very much like you know this is possibly the last time that she's going to be in there and yeah. I don't know where you go with Kate's character after this anyway does she come back into the fold in AC12 in the next series when actually she it's clear that she really has moved on I think the only way that she's been in AC12 next year is with her face on with the her board face on the board <laughs> yeah. and yeah Genuinely, because so many people think Kate is H, but I'm now moving to the fact that actually she, she's not, mm. and she's going to die. I think she's going to die. I think that would be the big thing, wouldn't it, for him to kill yeah. one of the main three? And I think Ryan's going to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right then. Right then. Episode four next week. Episode four. Same time, same place. Can I just mention quote of the week? Go on then. The name's Hastings, 
and the epitome of an old battle. <laughs> oh, Ted. It's proper. It's been proper Ted, like a truism of Ted. You know how last time, last series, we were all wondering what's going on with Ted. Is Ted the baddie? Mm. I don't think Ted is a baddie. I think he's got flaws. But this time round, this series, it's just been pure. Let's quote. You know, let's make him the most quotable figure. Yes. Of all the th- all the boxes that you want to take with Ted. It's mm. great. Absolutely great. <laughs> Right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's been a challenging one. It has been a challenging <laughs> one. Um, hopefully you won't be able to tell from um, my wonderful editing, but we've had to stop and start quite a few times tonight because someone, someone who should remain nameless, um, decided that he would wake up throughout the whole of the podcast recording and tell us that uh, he needed an urgent exit. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had to sell him quite a few times. So uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a challenging podcast. So if there's been some changes in sort of like where we are in the house recording and what we're doing and how things are going, if the podcast feels a little bit ramshackle, that's because we've been uh, entertaining a two-year-old. Absolutely. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Honeymoon Pod, and please, if you have the facility to leave a review on however you listen to the podcast, please do so because it makes us smile. I think that's it. We'll see you next time. See you next time.